Welcome back. Welcome to Behavior Con Ganas. Hello, everybody. We are back for another very amazingly informative episode. Yes, and today we're gonna talk about the importance of data. Yes, because data makes the world go round in ABA land, and without data, we kind of don't have anything to work with. So we're gonna break down the different areas, the different times that you would see this data or data would be collected throughout a client's ABA career and why it's so important to have that data, um, why it's so important to have that data and what that data tells us because it goes far beyond scores. Yes, exactly. And like you said, data in our field is everything. It's what sets us apart from everybody else and we take a lot of pride of being research-based so, and it's one of the things that we don't really, uh, well, we don't see that like entry level positions get told. Um, I know in my experience, I wasn't really told, so I didn't really take the data. I didn't know the importance of it initially when I first started. It's definitely something that I learned along the way. Yes. And now it really just depends on the kind of trainer you have, because Every time that I am training, I definitely highlight the importance of data collection to all of the trainees um, when it's parents recording data, when it's them recording data and what that client, what that data means for the client, because that's not something it's again, it goes far beyond. We need to get five trials so that we Mm -hmm. can get a score of 80 percent or better so that they can meet this goal. It goes far beyond the numbers and. If you just look at it as a numbers game, it, it you don't look too deep into it. You don't care about it, basically, because it's very easy to manipulate numbers and falsify data. So we're also going to talk about why you don't want to falsify data. Well, first and foremost, obviously, because it's unethical and you're going to get fired. But it also doesn't help anybody. So right. we're going to get into why it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't even help the kid. Like, you... Faking those scores for the kid, it doesn't help them one bit. You're actually hurting them more. If anything, you're 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 hurting the the integrity of the program, which directly affects the kid. So um, let's start with the uh, just data in regards to the client. So, yeah, like the first time you're going to you data starts to get collected for the client yeah so right from the beginning there's data like right from the getting from the assessment the t- from the day the bcba bcba goes in and talks to the family there is data collected and um there's both indirect and direct data and it's recorded and it's kept in a file and it's there for good so that becomes the baseline of the the kids performance because we need to prove that first of all we need to make sure that we make goals that are uh, appropriate for the kid that's going to help the kid going to help him in his environment we talked about this in the past and we have to um, make sure that we have a baseline so that to make sure that there's progress happening. It's almost like, think about it, when you guys want to start like a new goal of yours, the first thing you do is you, you've you determined that starting point. Where are you at now? What does it look like now when you do it 100% by yourself? What does 
what does that look like? We also want to see what that looks like for our client because that's what begins to paint the picture for us as they say. So it paints the picture for us so that we know what, you know, deficits, what strengths this kiddo has. And it's that it's that starting point of like, okay, so these are the deficits. And then from there, you can start to formulate goals that are appropriate. They don't just come out from the blue, everything. And that's where it starts with the data. The data lets us know what it is that we need to target. Yes, 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 exactly. So from there, you know, you have that baseline and then it gets introduced into the, um, well, the, the caregivers get trained on how to take data and the BTs as well. So that kind of, it's like the segue into, um, like, data collected from the BTs. And just note to BTs that in direct assessments, that's where, that's that ABC data. So those novel behaviors that happen, that's where you would come in um, to play for data collection purposes because sometimes BTs get freaked out when they hear like direct assessments, indirect assessments. That's what you guys are doing. So... Yes, that's another way, boom, where you see where the behavior starts. So we always want a starting point. If not, we don't even know what direction we need to go in. Know what I'm saying? So after we collect baseline data, we come up with our goals. We set our goals to realistic criteria. Mm -hmm. Then it's time to get into that intense data collection yes yes and that is where the day-to-day um, data collection comes in so by this point you know the the treatment plans are set in place and you hear the scores that need to yep. be get you need mm-hmm. you hear how many trials you need to record and you hear that you need to be recording data every day so that's what you know about the data collection but what does the data collection tell us once you start recording the data. Yeah. So think about it this way. Um, again, what we're trying to get across here is how important it is for you to take the data and take it um, with integrity. Because you're there day to day. I'm and talking to the BTs. You're there day to day. And those numbers that you're collecting become... Um, like they're the eyes and ears for the supervisor because they're not there every day. So through those data, they they see the progress or they see where there's a deficit and where things need to be improved. So if the data is not being taken accurately, um, those areas won't be identified so um if a kid is struggling with uh, let's say washing hands but the data is not accurate and showing something else then the supervisor is not going to look into it and the kid is not going to get the help the support they need and uh the bts aren't either because it's gonna it's showing that it's that it's okay and again it you want to be like realistic about it right so thinking about the recording data and why you want to record the progress is Again, let's go back to like an example that you might have in your own life. When Once you start, once you set a goal for yourself, you see where you're at, then you start that intervention process, right? So then you start introducing those things that are going to create the change so that you could reach that goal. And how do you determine, how do you determine if 
those things that you're doing are effective in helping you reach that goal. You record some sort of data as well. If you're losing, if your goal is to lose weight, you're recording data on how much weight you lost according to what exercise activity you've done. If your goal is to cook more every night, the way that you're collecting data is by seeing the items that you have cooked or seeing how much you're spending out during that week. And then what you do is you analyze that data. You take a look and you see, okay, this, look, this was really effective for me. I cooked four times at home and this is how much money I spent. Okay, so that lets me know that this intervention is working. This food that I am buying is working for me because I'm wanting to just cook it and eat it at home. If you're losing weight, then you're like, oh man, this Zumba class that I'm taking is really helpful because I've already lost four pounds. You continue to do it because it works for you. And if you, if it's not working for you, you make those adjustments as well. But you don't know whether something's working or not unless you have that data. And that's where the importance comes in, in having this data for our clients. It becomes very tedious. It's very long. And sometimes you have to multitask. But that's what we're looking at. We're looking at, hey, are the things that we've put in place for this behavior to increase, are they working? And if they're not working, we need to know what it is that's not working so that I can then make the adjustments. And that's where BTs come in and why it's important that you guys are collecting data, not just the data that you take for the target, but also, you know, writing comments for things that are not effective. Hey, when I run this lesson, um, every single time he's selecting it with his left, he's selecting his left side, no matter what. That data is also important because it lets us know, okay, that's what's happening and now that's what we need to troubleshoot. Yes, and the more that you the the more that you reach out and put in that data, the more attention it gets put into the program as well. And the more benefit that goes to the client, which you know at the end of the day it's about the client. So, um don't hold back in in putting in data like you know like Elba said it is tedious um it can become a lot because I mean you already have a lot to uh, multitask with however the data part of it that's something that can that needs to stay on top of the like in the top of the list um because that's how we know that's how we know um if it's being effective if the kid's getting if it's you know benefiting the kid or not mm-hmm and and I was definitely victim to this where I would see what the scores were and it would affect me. Like I would feel like, oh man, I'm not doing something right. But what you guys need to remember about the scores is that what the scores are reflecting is their current like independence level, what they can currently do. And another thing to remember is that those scores are not equivalent to test scores when you were in school because we're like, we're not testing them, we're teaching them. So if you falsify the data, then you're falsifying that they know how to complete a skill to a certain independence level. And then if that goal gets taken out and that individual can't perform that skill, then you're doing a disservice to them in that way. Because you all you cared about was the score, but what you guys don't get 
is that the score is a reflection on the client's progress. So it's important for us to have that be accurate because again, if their scores don't increase, that lets us know that we're doing something wrong. Because what I always like to say is that there's no dumb, there's no dumb like learner client. It's always on the person that's teaching them, the person that's training them. And it's not just you, right? You have a team. But falsifying data would would just do a disservice to them because then you're not giving them that opportunity to truly be independent and learn. And then you're messing with their dignity because it's something like, oh, I just want to get over it. I just want them to get the scores. But if you've ever chosen to falsify data, that's kind of what you're doing is you're um, cheating them out of that opportunity to be independent. So that's, you know, that's part of the reasons why we just got to keep this data as accurate as we can. And if you miss a data point, you know, oh man, I missed that man. Okay, don't freak out about it. All right. I'm somebody that freaks out about things like that, but it's okay. Take a deep breath and just make sure you get everything else, but don't falsify. Yeah. And don't, don't hold back on, um, putting in the, the the right score because sometimes we do have those outlier data points like you know a kid is very um consistent with like a 70 80 70 80 or some uh, something like that and then you will have those days where you know maybe it's a zero percent and it's okay we all have those off days and the another thing to keep in mind is everything um, I mean, everything always cut like the truth always comes out. And, and again, sorry, but that's why you want to leave those comments. And that's yeah. another way that you guys are recording data. That's data, too. Like and also like kudos to you that you pick up on that. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, this score is really low today. But it was because it was because, you know, grandma came to visit and he was so excited. Write that down. Yeah, write we it down. need to know that because then when your supervisor sees this information and they're seeing 70s, 80s, 70s, 80s, and then all of a sudden they see a 40%, they're going to be like, what, what what's happened? going on here? And we need that information. You know, that's good, valuable information that that we need, we need to see. And um, yeah, what because I was tra- then they'll know. Yeah, what I was trying to say is like all those moments that I've, I've seen those, you know, instances that data does get falsified it just it comes out you know it's it's i don't know how to exactly pinpoint it but when you look at the trends and everything like Mm -hmm. you are able to see it you know when you're analyzing the data they come out so um stay do everything with integrity um don't do it uh, do it for the client do it for the client because um and don't focus on the scores Focus mm-hmm. on the progress. Yes, That's exactly. your bread and butter right there because the data is going to say one thing and if the kiddo can perform that skill too, then bada boom, bada bam, right? That's what we want. We want that like in the real world when that same scenario happens, they'll know exactly what to do. That's what our goal is. But again, we don't learn that overnight. We don't learn that in one or two days or two weeks or even two months. It takes time and that's okay, um, as long as that progress is true and you know that what you're doing is right. And you could take a look at that data too and be like, okay, he keeps getting a score of 60. What am I doing now? Like, what am I doing wrong? And if you can't pinpoint, reach out to your supervisor. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you overlap me? This continues to happen. 
And then hopefully your kid do- still does that same thing because there was one time when <laughs> I was, I, this same thing happened to me. I was like, she keeps selecting her left side bias every single time for like three days in a row. So I reached out to my supervisor and she came and she, to overlap yeah. me and she was, and was like, perfect. she was like, okay guys, let's, um, let's see what's going on. And as soon as we did it, this little girl got a hundred percent. And then I was like, the truth was, I just wanted you to see her greatness. But, <laughs> right, it's it's okay. My supervisor wasn't mad at me for making her come out. She was, like, nope. very happy that I was that, like, concerned, in a sense. Like, hey, these scores aren't improving. Um, what can we do? And and I think that's what that's how you want to think about it. You don't want to think, oh, man, these scores are bad. I suck. Mm-hmm. Because it's not you i mean it might be you but if it is you then you know you'll learn that but it's not 99 of the time it's not you it's another factor it may be the way you're running something but again you're not going to know that until you get somebody to supervise you so don't put that pressure on you that oh man these scores are so bad my supervisor is going to hate me because guess what as long as you could back it up your supervisor can't do anything because you can't make like you can't physically make this kid do those things over and over and over and you don't want that you don't want the kid to just do it because you're telling him because you model it because you're full physically prompting them to do it what good does that do you know what's the point of us being there if that's what's going to happen that doesn't teach anything so don't be hard on yourselves in that sense and remember that you're not alone it's not your it's not your case it's your team's case teams teams so with that said um there's also really big importance in having the caregivers collect data and my main um the main reason well for my what i think is like one of the main reasons is there's a lot of emotion attached to the when you report the performance of your own kid um for example you could be over um saying that he's doing a lot better because for whatever reason um i remember a a family in particular I was still the BT, but as soon as the uh, supervisor would come in and she would ask, like, hey, do you have any concerns? Is there anything going on? No, no, no. He's doing fine. He's doing fine. But it was because she thought that she was like, like she felt that she was getting tested or that she was going to get judged if if the kid wasn't doing right or if she asked for help. Um, And then you have the other end where you have like parents being super emotional about, no, he or she he's doing horrible they need help with this they hit help with that and then you're like okay um let's see it let's see it right in front and the kid does it just fine you know so there's really uh that's another great example of the importance of data it gives like the caregivers a visual of like hey i know this is what you're saying however the kid is doing this and doing this and doing that so maybe you're checking it in a different time of the day maybe it's just happening when i don't know you have something going on there's different factors that that now you're able to go into and check um you're not just gonna go based off like emotions and that's really helpful to parents like 
again, the same thing that I say to BTs, I say to you, don't feel like you need to paint any type of perfect picture because if the story was perfect, we wouldn't be there. there, So don't feel like, oh, they they need to know this. Oh, they want to know it this way. We don't, there's no expectation that a supervisor should have when they're asking you to collect data. They shouldn't be like, I'm expecting the scores to be really good. Everybody makes them like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's for sure. Everybody makes them, but it's it's a fake expectation whatever that data is that data is and again all that data is going to tell us is whether the things that we are doing are working or not and if they're not working then how can we fix them but we're not going to know that if the scores are so off and extreme and another reason why like parents you might want to well you would want to record data is for instance, if a certain behavior is only occurring whenever techs are not around, whenever a client isn't having program, we definitely want to know that because then the supervisors can help you guys, you know, determine what to do in that instance because there may be different setting events that are in place um, for that kiddo. But again, we're not expecting perfection. This field is not perfect by any means or in any way, but this field is very successful when there's a team. And, you know, we talked to you guys about the importance of, like, telling these supervisors to say things in ways that you understand. And that goes for data as well. If a supervisor comes at you and is expecting you to record X amount of data for X amount of time and that doesn't work for you, tell them that, but also include what does work for you. Um, I feel like supervisors should be asking parents, you know, how much time do you have on your hands? How much are you going to dedicate to recording data so that it can be more realistic. But the majority of supervisors not, they're scripted. They're like, this is what it needs to be and this is what they need to dedicate, you know, without any thought of the real world and that in their real world, they probably wouldn't do that. So speak up and say something like, you know, I can't, I can only record data for this amount of time using this device. And then it's on the supervisor to come up with a solution that would be effective like that would make recording data the way that you can record it effective because again you guys are a team it's not just your child within those you know when you're part of the aba world it's your child's team so work with them don't feel intimidated by them no and remember again the supervisors they have the tools they have the they have the knowledge of um different ways that you can record data um, that will be um, that will work for you as a parent. That will fit your lifestyle. Yeah. Because we're leaving. We're gonna. Yeah, we plan exactly. to leave your life. You're gonna be in your kid's life forever. So at the end of the day, it needs to be something that's gonna work for your natural environment. Because we don't live the same lives. And remember that too. Like remember that too. You are entitled to do things that are going to benefit you as well. As long as they're benefiting the client first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave that part out. Okay. So just overall, remember, I think the main, the main, the main thing right now, the, again, that we wanted to get across is data solidifies everything. For us, they will let us know, you know, and again, like 
when you think about data think about it in a broader way like don't just think like bro uh, scores this that you know think about how you also record data so that you can check on your progress your jobs take data on you they're taking data yep. when you call out it's they're taking everywhere. data mm -hmm. when you don't call out and according to that they're adjusting how they speak to you the warnings that they need to give you to put you back in line it's the same type of format here with our clients like the data that you are recording allows us to know whether we're being effective or not if anything we're doing is helping the kid is it hurting the kid is it changed since we started with the kid i don't know only data knows yeah and taking data i i heard this one like it's so important if you're not taking data as a professional if you're not taking data on yourself then um you're kind of cutting yourself short as well just mm -hmm. because you need to constantly reevaluate yourself and um, make sure that you're um, giving your best uh, version of yourself to these clients. Yes. And parents in text, use these use data to your advantage. Mm -hmm. If you are finding that a supervisor is treating you in a particular way, start recording some data. But again, Remember, you need that data because it's so easy for me to go up to my to a boss that I have and mm -hmm. say, hey, such and such is doing this, this and this to me. But if you I don't have any data, yeah. if I don't have that paper trail, then all all they're going to do is say, OK, well, okay, tell me, what? tell me no. where, where, when and what these situations were. Then you got nothing. Parents, if you're finding that. You know, there may be a particular way that a lesson is being ran and you're finding that it's affecting your kid um, after hours, after they leave. Take note of that. Record data like, hey, when we ran this and he ran it this way, this is how my kid reacted after he didn't sleep or whatever the case may be. Use that data to your advantage as well. Like because, again, you need to advocate for yourselves. Don't feel like, oh, I'm not entitled. Yes, you are entitled. All you need is that paper trail. You need that specific, observable, and measurable thing. And of course, always, always, always be objective with it, right? We're not discussing our feelings and nope. what we think. And without data, that's exactly all we're doing is we're just discussing our opinions and our feelings. Yeah, think of a way like you're you always want when you're going to advocate for your client or your kid, you're going to be the best you can so you're going to be prepared that data that's what is preparing you to make your best like your mess uh your best case um mm -hmm. you know it's like any case like uh my lawyer friend always talks about like record everything record everything anything that happens write it down write it down write it down and yeah same here anything that happens that you think that you know you need help with or um something odd that happened with your kid write it down and bring it up later because you don't want to depend just on memory. I think we give our memory uh, a little bit more credit than it deserves. And that's why we don't um, depend on our memory when yep. we're recording nope. data. Like that's why we discuss the importance of taking these data accurate, as accurate, accurate mm -hmm. as you can. And if it's not accurate, you're not recording data on it is, is basically what the gist is. But don't let this data intimidate you. Data is just just like the terminology, the looks of it are intimidating. But if you understand the purpose behind it, it can be very beneficial. It can be very helpful in helping shape your client, helping shape you. Because I know that when I see that my client has gotten bad scores or low scores, I should say, not bad, but low scores 
for a particular skills or lesson, the first thing I think about is how I can change that lesson so that they can have more success. And if my client is getting at least, you know, one data point different, if they're moving up like 5%, none of that matters. All I see is that my client is moving up and that's what's important. I'm not intimidated by the fact that the scores aren't where they need to be because again if the scores were we wouldn't have that skill Mm -hmm. and but there's also some kiddos that learn really fast but there's the majority don't and you know you're the same way i'm the same way i don't learn things very very quickly do you see it took like two months to learn how to record two microphones on a laptop and we had to switch laptops so see First of all, I took that baseline data and I thought I knew how to record on the microphone. It wasn't effective because the sound was off. So that's my observable data. We recorded like four or five episodes. So there goes more of my data. So then I had to switch it. Like, okay, we got to think of something different. And then Jeanette brought her MacBook and bada boom, bada bam. Now we're here. But see, it took that trial and I had to record some data to see how it would work out. And then we came up with a solution that's now more effective. But I only know this because I have that data. Yeah. And it's everywhere. Like like you said, it's everywhere. The only thing now is, I mean, the, the, the little switch on it is like, it's everywhere, but it's subtle. It's everywhere, but you don't think about it, right? Yeah, the you don't think about it. Yeah, like, the difference this is data. Yeah, the difference here, it's switched. Like, no, this is data. It's all in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's like the center of your work and all this stuff. That's the only difference. But it's been there all along. It's been there all along. Yes. The only difference is we take, like, we break it down to behavior by behavior. Um, that's because that's how we know. Uh, so... You've been doing it all along. It's been around you all along. The only yeah. difference now, it's very explicitly there. Yeah, and now you have to be aware of it, right? You have to be aware that, oh, that's something I need to record data on. That's the only difference, and that is what intimidates a lot of people is that, again, you hear this terminology, and it's so technical, but when you're in the field, it looks so natural that you're just kind of like, is that a, is am I supposed to be recording today? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But just like with everything else, if it's anything you ever are feeling hesitant to do or you're uncertain if the data is correct, reach out to your supervisors because that's mm-hmm. why they're there. Same with parents. If like a reason you guys aren't recording data is because you don't know what to record data on, reach out to that yeah, supervisor. They literally like uh, I remember I took a semester on data collection methods, so they're yes. there for your support reach out yeah because again parents if you guys knew what to do you would not need them you would already know what Mm -hmm. to do you would already have your own program um set in stone but you don't know what to do and that's okay you're not supposed to that's why you reached out for the support now take advantage of it take advantage of those people entering your house for 40 hours Mm -hmm. a week and not giving you that privacy make it worth their while don't just make it easy for them because the only person that hurts is your child. Mm-hmm. Take advantage. Suck up all their knowledge. It's there for you. Yeah, and put them on the spot. Because you know what you also do is that you you enhance their knowledge as well. Because mm-hmm. yep. if they don't know something, then they have to go out and find an answer. And now they have added that experience. So now I know how to deal with a parent when they have a question on this. I've definitely learned more from the parents that are the most involved and have the most questions so please and involved doesn't mean Mm -hmm. knowledge right it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you know it just means that they're learning 
step every step of the yep. way with you. I know that most of all of the parents that I've had, they don't know what to do and that's okay. They're not supposed to and they do the wrong thing and they reinforce the wrong behaviors. Yes, they do. But guess what? That's how you learn. That's how you learn. And then it, it, it becomes like the strength of your team is how you shape your behavior. So they should be calling you out. Like I call out parents all the time in a very respectful way, but they know what the bigger purpose is. And that's that we need our client. We need our child to do this, to engage in this. And we work as a team. We don't ever work solo because solo don't work no more Mm-mm. over here, though. So beautiful. Keep it honest. Again, I cannot emphasize. I really talk about that a lot during trainings and falsifying data because it's super Good. easy. But just remember that we are teaching, not testing. We care about that they're learning, that they're actually taking in that everything that we're that we're um showing them and that they're not just memorizing right because think about it if if you falsify a client's toilet routine for example and then everybody's assuming that this client knows what to do and And then all of a sudden he goes to a friend's house and he just Mm -hmm. pees all over the floor and the mom thought that he was potty trained and you thought and and his mom thought he was potty trained look what you just did not only have you like embarrassed that kid so you've also tarnished his dignity because he peed in front of his friend's house but maybe that's not socially appropriate to do either and now maybe he never wants to socialize again because he peed at somebody's house okay that was a very extreme it happens (laughs) i've had that experience happen but he was not potty trained first of all he was not potty trained but it, it like that's where it can go like you falsifying the data could lead to that the kiddo peeing at a friend's house Mm -hmm. on the carpet yeah just always always remember have the client's best interests at heart and i feel like that's something that we're always going to come back to because when you do when you when you act from that from that point like from that place everything will become easier and everything will well not necessarily easier but everything will go like smoother for you and everything will make sense to you and things will will flow like they flow in the way that you know it will make sense to you and and you will always have um the kids uh best interest at heart so don't make it harder for you because whatever you like if you do you know been in those situations where you falsify data it's it is going to come back to you it's yeah. going to come back to you in one way or in another and uh just be honest yeah, leave be comments honest. if things don't go the way they should because 99 percent of the time they're not going to go how they should but it's more of a disservice if you falsify it just to have that data versus that data actually being accurate and it, again, it doesn't help anybody and it doesn't make you a bad person if the person before you got 100% and you get 60%. No, no. As long mm-hmm. as there is a objective reason why. And most of the time there is an objective reason why. Yep. You just got to pay attention to that and leave that comment. But don't feel the pressure of the score. Yeah. This is not math. This is not going on a report card. Nope. There's no honor roll program for this. These are real life skills. These are real life things that you and I do every single day without second guessing that comes second nature to us. We want that to be for our clients as well. And that can't be if you're out here faking data. So don't do it. Yeah. I mean, mic drop. 
Yes, right? <laughs> so basically, <laughs> that's why data is important. Yeah, and and next oh, time you think man. about data being annoying to take, remember these. Remember things. this. Remember because this. yes, the data is annoying to take. And, oh, I have a thirty second. Especially interval. with you know technical difficulties yes. and all oh, that he's stuff. He's having a tantrum. Oh, this, oh, mm-hmm. that. Every single piece of data you're recording is helping that client. Is progressing that client. And when, you, and when you do have a lot of things that you have to track all at once, um, get a data helper. Reach out to your supervisor like, hey, I can't simultaneously take data on this and this and that. I need yes. to do. Um, record data on yourself. Yeah. Hey, I can't accurately record this, this, and this. I yeah, need make, another solution. Make your supervisor uh, no. work. Exactly. Exactly. Because they will put in the work for you to get the accurate data. Yeah. Trust because they want me. it. Just Trust fact, me. Because guess what? Like that, all that data all that data that gets recorded, all that data is letting us know how much longer that kiddo is going to need mm-hmm. us. So as you see those scores increase, as you see that independent increase, what more you're going to see is that your hours are going to decrease because they don't need us that much anymore because the data is reflecting that they have all of these skills. It's all connected. Yeah. All, so all connected. we need this data so that we can stop having to record that data is basically what it is. And that goes for everything, every target that they have. Our goal is to stop having to record this data. I want him to do it so like, accu- so accurately, so naturally, naturally in his mm-hmm. environment that we no longer need to record data. It's under that stimulus control of, you know, whatever the antecedent is, whatever that event is that makes that behavior happen. Every single time that it occurs in his environment, he's doing it. That's what we want. That's what's going to get us to stop having to record all this data, that these skills, you know, become part of the client's repertoire. Yes, exactly. And I mean, I don't have anything else to add. What else can you add to perfection? I'm just kidding! (laughs) (laughs) No, my, if you take anything at all from me is always act from the client's best interest from you it, from us what do you mean from me huh <laughs> why'd you say from me it's well, from us okay from us Jeez, from, us, from but- this podcast from this episode <laughs> oh, oh my god you're making me sound so selfish i'm not hey the proof is in the recording known <laughs> as a permanent product so you guys this is data this, this is data ep- this episode itself is data so um, yes, because in a week when Jeanette tells me that she was not sounding selfish, I'm gonna play this recording for her. <laughs> when I'm over this. here, I'm selfless. You She's like, oh, first of all, no. If you take anything from me, <laughs> not from us, data oh, guys. God. Okay, <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna be quiet. <laughs> no, but for real, it's always um, behave with integrity. Behave with integrity. It's always easier to do the right thing. Exactly. And you'll feel free. Yes. You'll feel free. If you do the wrong thing, you've got to think about that wrong thing. And then there's like panic and all that. You've got to cover your bases. When somebody reaches out like, hey, can you meet? You're going to be like, did they find out? Did they know? Oh my God, now what do I do? Literally acting with integrity gives you so much freedom. And just, I'm going to end with this little example just to make sure, like, it makes your life so much easier. She said, I'm again. (laughs) Oh, Hell is selfish. <laughs> so um, my supervisor today was like, hey, um, 
the ratio in your hours is uh, a little bit off. It's inaccurate. So I was like, oh, okay, let's, um, uh, and that's like a big deal when it comes to insurances because insurances have a limit on the ratio that you can do direct versus indirect. I was like, oh, really? Um, I always track of it. Let's, we can go over it right now. Let's look at it right now. Um, mm-hmm. because I know that I always keep track of them. And if I did make a mistake, I want to know, like, let's go back and let's look at this data. And then, uh, my supervisor was like, no, no, it's okay. I just want to make sure that you're, you know, keeping track of it. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Wait. But- so you just asked me to make sure I was keeping track of it. Yeah. Instead yeah. Of just being like, are you keeping track of your hours? Yeah. <laughs> you see how they play you see how they play but here? yeah but and it's funny because your ratio's I, off i didn't oh that's funny because i just checked it and it's not oh yeah just making sure <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. but see that's what i'm saying i keep track of it and i know like i'm always at like i make sure that i step mm-hmm. on it so if i do make a mistake i want to know because that means my tracking system is not working and i need to know that yeah i need so, to know how to improve yeah so always always just act, behave with integrity. Um, should so should they behave with integrity? <laughs> behave. <laughs> so should integrity they be, con so Should they behave with integrity or behave with integrity? No, but truthfully, it's just so much easier, guys, and it only benefits everybody around you. Yeah, honestly, honest, and that goes for everything. And one 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 day we're gonna get into that episode of crossing those boundaries. And why you still want to maintain that integrity and not cross those boundaries with families and not accept that food, even though you really, 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 really want to, because it is against your culture to not accept food. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> it's very sad. Let me tell you some of the deliciousness that I've come across. Turned down. <laughs> You've turned down. Oh, yes. yes. It's so sad. Anyways. Okay. Let's yeah. stop because Alrighty. then we're going to talk about that sad. I'm very passionate about food. I love it so much. Ugh. Yes, delicious. Okay, Let's thank go get you. A crispy chicken. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you for listening. Yes, go get yourselves a crispy chicken sandwich. Mm, delicious. Yes. See you next time. Or all. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> Guess we gotta go. The boss has spoken. <laughs> Cause she said everything Stop. she needs to say. And she already said her final words. Bye. Damn! (laughs) Peace out, Brussels Sprout.